Hey, what's going on, teachers and educators? And thanks for tuning into this episode of the Jabadoo Education Podcast. Uh, I am your host, John Ruths, um, and this is going to be a a new format than uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, uh, you know that this is a uh, interview format podcast. But today, uh, I'm going to switch that up on us. <laughs> um, I uh, I've had a couple of people ask me if I was ever going to do a uh, solo. Uh, podcast, and I decided that uh, maybe it's about time I just experiment with it, and uh, you all can let me know if if you get any value out of it. Um, but I wanted to kind of do this in an experimental fashion, so uh, you'll notice that this is a non-numerical uh, episode. Uh, we'll have episode thirty coming out next Monday for you, uh, but today I'm I'm calling this a a decompression session <laughs> because. Oh man, the last year has just been wild, um, and the start to 2021 is is really just been a continuation of 2020, hasn't it? Um, but I, uh, I I just want to congratulate if you're a brand new teacher uh, this year. This is your first year teaching. I just want to congratulate you on getting this far. Um, reflecting back on on my career, my first year teaching was definitely the hardest until this year. Uh, and I've I've had this uh, conversation with a number of my colleagues that this year is worse than our first year teaching. And if you are a first year teacher and you're making it through this year, I just got a, a upfront. I'm gonna I'm gonna say congratulations. You have already done the hardest part of your career, and I can promise you that um, this year has been like no other. Uh, and on top of being your first year teaching, uh, you are just a rock star. And if this is not your first year teaching, but you have a first year teacher in your building, please go pass on that sentiment to them because uh, I'm sure uh, it's something that you can never hear enough, (laughs) right? Um, That, you know, there's a purpose to what we're doing and there's a meaning to what we're doing, even though it's not the format that we were trained for, the format that we're used to, uh, there's still a lot of valuable work that we're doing. Um, so go pat somebody on the back, uh, metaphorically speaking, maybe. Um, but anyway, for today's session, uh, I call it a session because I, I'm calling it decompression session. But um, I just wanted to walk through two things that I've been uh, more aware of recently. Um, one is just this this concept of stress and where it comes from. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to highlight what I've learned recently about that. And then uh, I'll wrap up with, uh, this idea of feeling tired because I would say that teachers in general, but especially this year, tired and stressed are the top two emotions that if you ask a teacher what they're thinking, it's one of those two, right? Uh, so I felt it was pretty timely to talk about those today with you. Um, but, uh, before we dive into that, uh, I just wanted to say this is this is a quote that I came across um, from Dr. Helen Patrick, who was in episode five. Uh, she said that everyone thinks they know how school works because they've been through school, right? So as you are talking with uh, parents or community members, um, everybody has something to say, don't they? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I tuned into our school board meeting last week, and um, it was. It was tough to listen to uh, some of the parents and their views on what's happening in school and what they think teachers are doing because, oh, you know, we're only working four days a week now instead of five because we have a a completely virtual Wednesday and we're not doing any work on those days. And, you know, you ask any teacher uh, who's worth, you know, 
anything and and they're working harder than ever um and it's hard it's really hard to hear that from parents um so just know that everybody has an opinion about school because they went through school and therefore they think they know a lot about school right so uh take that with a grain of salt and the other thing is that everybody's tensions are high today right so any conversation you have with an administrator know that they're getting heat from parents they're getting heat from upper administration um you know, so if, if they come off a little edgy, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, parents are having, you know, challenges with being at home with their kids or, you know, becoming their, their child's teacher or educator. Um, so any conversations you have with them, take that with a grain of salt. Um, just know that you don't know everything that's going on with them, um, just like they don't know everything that's going on with you. Um, so if they seem mad or cross with you, know that they're likely not mad at you. They're mad at the situation that they're in. And just like we all are, right? They're mad at that situation. So going to this con- this concept of stress, uh, I actually took a course this past winter, des- December, January here. Um, I took a course on teaching mindfulness which uh, if you go back, I think it was episode seven, I had Stacy Mandel on uh, to talk about mindfulness and education. And I found a lot of great, great information on mindfulness, which I could dive, I could go down a rabbit hole with that. Uh, but today I just want to stick on this topic of stress. Okay. Why do we get stressed? What is stress? Where does it come from? So stress can be defined as our body's response to a perceived threat okay if we go all the way back to our ancestors uh, all the way back to actually our reptilian ancestors uh, that is where we developed the stress response stress response of freezing okay if, if a threat came across as you know a predator came across you freeze and you hope that they don't see you right <laughs> that is our reptilian response and then we evolved a little bit more and we became mammals and mammals had the response of, other than freeze, which you still see with uh, deer and headlights, right? <laughs> we still get that response. But other than that, there is now a fight or flight response. And I think we've probably heard that before, right? That, that concept. And I always thought that freeze was added on later on. But in reality, freeze came first and then fight or flight. So as mammals developed, we, we, there were predators and you were either you you fought for your life or you ran for your life, right? One of those two, uh, and that's that's the mammalian mammalian. I don't even know if that's a word. That's the response that mammals developed. And now, what I learned, which I had never heard before, which is just fascinating to me, is that there was a study done on uh, I believe it was gorilla populations and gorilla uh, groups, and what would happen was. When a group of gorillas would come across another group, another tribe, if you would, uh, when the males initiated fighting, what they noticed is that the females would comfort not only their own kids and their own children, but the females of the other tribe as well, of the other group. And they started to notice that primates now have another response to stress which is to tend and care for. And this is where the communal aspect of primate uh, communities comes in, right? To tend and care for, you are 
engaging in, in, you are experiencing stress with somebody else and you now have the opportunity to respond to that stress with somebody else in the sense of caring for them and yourself in that moment, in that stressful moment. And I just found that to be so enlightening because uh, it opens up a bunch of different pop uh, opportunities for how we can now ex- deal with stress, cope with stress. And it involves uh, being with and comforting other people. And for some of us, that is not new information. <laughs> for some of us, we're going, yeah, that's how I deal with stress is I talk it out with somebody else. Um, but to me, it's just so uh, it's it's so cool to see it now showing itself in the science, in the research, saying that, yes, this community aspect that uh, is being observed, not just in humans, but in other primate species that have these uh, community relationships within in their uh, in their tribes, in their groups. Um, to me, that's so cool to see the science paralleling what we maybe already know as humans. <laughs> um, so I think that's pretty cool. Okay, and going back to the original definition that I that I gave was the the body's response to a perceived threat. So if we look at that, then there's there's another way to uh, deal with our stress, and that is to perceive the threat differently, to perceive it as a non-threat. And that is where mindfulness practice can come in. Uh, Mindfulness practice and meditation. uh, And uh, that's where uh, obviously the the class was leading. And uh, like I said, I could go down this rabbit hole of of mindfulness and and chatting about all the different things uh, that all the different benefits that you can get from those practices. But one being um, as you practice mindfulness and as you practice meditation or yoga or however you want to do it, there's multiple different paths, but you be, you develop the the instinct and then and the reaction to perceive threats as non-threats, which over time does reduce your stress. Um, but if you're looking for a much quicker uh, resolution to your stress, I've looked this up and uh, over and over again, doctors recommend that the number one and two thing that you can do to prevent stress or to decrease stress right now is diet and exercise. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we heard that? And yet I still find myself sitting on a uh, on the couch with um, you know a bag of cookies or a bag of chips watching TV and not doing either of those two things very well. And then I wake up the next morning going, wow, why do I feel so stressed? <laughs> we know the answer. We just got to do it. Um, and obviously that in and of itself is a challenge. But uh, I think it's also important to highlight that growth only comes through stress, right? Uh, and if you are uh, of the mindset of growth mindset, then you've heard this a million times that our brains uh, act like muscles and muscles only grow through stressful situations. So um, another way to kind of rework uh, our situations in our brain is it's not a stressful situation. It's a situation that allows us to grow. Um, and sometimes that switch in uh, paradigm uh, might be enough to reduce the stress a little bit. Um, but uh, like I said, you know, our, our ancestors developed all of this stuff and it's written into our DNA. Um, so don't 
feel like it's just in your brain. It is actually in your body's physical response. It's in your natural response to be stressed. It's just that our stress is no longer a Jaguar. (laughs) Our stress is the pile of papers on our desk that need to be graded yet, right? But our body still responds to that stress the same way. So to acknowledge that uh, and to use that information to our advantage uh, is something that I hope you take out of this uh, out of this podcast episode. The other uh, pillar that I was going to cover today um, kind of goes hand in hand with stress, right? And that is this idea of being so tired. I can't tell you how many times I come home and I just feel exhausted. And recently I heard uh, on one of my local stations, uh, it was actor, actually uh, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, if you've ever heard of her. Uh, I spent a little bit of time looking up her stuff and she is just fantastic. Um, she says it, it might not be stressed or it, our, we might not be stressed, we might just be tired, right? And we all kind of, we, we know that, you know, if you are tired, what do you do? You rest, right? You take a nap. That's usually what I do is that, uh, I, and I kind of associate rest with nap. Those are, those are two, those words mean the same thing to me. But if you look at the word rest, it is the root of the word restore. And so, uh, we have to try to get to the point where we know what's going to restore us. And what Dr. Sandra says is that uh, there are actually seven types of tired we might be feeling. And a nap is not always going to be the go-to. A nap is what's going to give you um, a, a, restored, a restorative uh, feeling from a physical tiredness. right? But she goes through, uh, there's seven different types of being tired. You can be physically tired, mentally tired, emotionally tired spiritually, socially, sensory, and creatively. So I want to go through just those seven things that she talks about. So number one, the physical, right? If you are physically tired from uh, exerting a lot of energy, then yes, taking a nap and taking that uh, physical rest is what's going to fill you back up. It's what's going to restore you. But if we go, let's go through some of the other ones. So mental, right? We are mentally tired. You might not be physically tired, but your brain is tired. And honestly, I was, I was looking up, you know, how do we, how do I restore my mental energy and doing things to exercise your brain is actually going to help you do that. So, um, if you are a fan of Sudokus, uh, I have been really diving into (laughs) being really interested in Sudokus recently, but any sort of these brain puzzle things, um, by exercising our brains in that way, you can actually restore, some of that mental exhaustion you might be feeling. Uh, so Sudokus or word puzzles or um, chess or checkers or board games, something like that is going to help restore that mental energy. The third one is emotional. Uh, you might be emotionally drained. And as teachers, we probably are. We, we exert a lot of emotions with our students, right? We give a lot of our emotional selves to our students, and restoring some of that might be as simple as watching a comedy, right? Finding a way that's going to make you laugh and bring you joy and bring some of that emotion back into you. Restore that emotion, right? Give yourselves that emotional rest. 
so that you're not pouring out into other people all the time. You get to soak up some of that emotion. The fourth one is spiritual. Um, And if you say that you're not a spiritual person, I get that. Um, I personally am. Uh, You know, I I enjoy listening to my spiritual music and, uh, you know, reading my spiritual texts. But uh, I have found that um, just being alone in nature gives me a very similar uh, spiritual restorativeness. Um, going out and experiencing the world and and realizing uh, how one we are with the world and, and with nature um, is very restorative for me. So I, I challenge you to do that. I know that it's winter right now if you're listening to this when it comes out, but um, bundle up uh, and, and go sit outside and, and just experience the wind on your face and the sky above you uh, and maybe some of the birds or, or squirrels that are scampering around. Um, that is one way to restore the emotional tiredness you might, or the, excuse me, the spiritual tiredness you might be feeling. The fifth one is social, and we are all socially tired, <laughs> right? Um, and this go, this actually goes back to there's two different ways, right? If you look at uh, you're either a introvert or an extrovert, so there's two different ways that you can restore your social exhaustion. Uh, most people, if you're an introvert, um, you might've heard this before. If you are an introvert, you restore your social, uh, social energy by being alone, right? It might be, you might exert energy by going to, uh, and interacting with people and you restore that energy by being alone. And an extrovert might be the opposite, right? You, you restore your social energy by going out and being with other people. As opposed to, you know, being alone at home is where you are uh, depriving yourselves of that of that social energy. Um, so that 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 goes with knowing who you are, right? There's two different ways to look at that. Sensory is the sixth one, and we've heard this before. Get off the screens, <laughs> right? Uh, be be in a place where you are not overloaded with sensory information. Um, and this is, this is where mindfulness can come in as well. Um, or like I said, you can, you can knock out two birds with one stone by going out into nature and, uh, getting away from all the things that suck out our sensory energy throughout the day. And then the last one is your creative energy, your creative tiredness that you might be experiencing. And that might be something that you just enjoy doing that you haven't done for a while. And it goes with creating something. Um, and so for me, you know, it's it's music. You've, if you've been listening to this channel, you know that I'm a music teacher. So I enjoy just sitting down at the piano and just uh, either doodling or playing a song that I haven't played in a while. Um, that restores me. But I also know, you know, my wife is a, a, a fantastic painter. And anytime she gets uh, in front of the canvas, I know that she's restoring some of that creative energy that might be lacking there. Um, but you could be a writer, you could be a painter or a drawer or just a doodler, <laughs> um, but create something. Um, and that is one way that will also uh, restore some of that tiredness that you're feeling. So if you come home after a, a day at school and you feel tired, I encourage you to reflect on your day. And what was that? What is it that you are feeling tired from? Because uh, it might not just be physical tired. It might be one of those other areas of tiredness as well. So 
that is where I will leave you for today. Uh, I, I feel like hopefully there were some gold nuggets in there for you uh, that maybe there was something that you hadn't heard before or at least you heard before, but it was a good reminder for you today, especially with how stressful and tired we are this year. Um, so uh, if you would do me a favor, please go to jabadoo.com and check out all of our social media links. Uh, you can go to jab or you can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, uh, you can find a link to Instagram. I'm trying. I've got my first post. <laughs> go follow us on Instagram at Jabadoo. Um, would love for you to join us there. Uh, so check out all of the social media pages. You can also sign up for our email newsletter, which right now is just a weekly newsletter, basically reminding you that there's a new episode out uh, and anything else that is going on that is worthy of your notification. Uh, I will send you that. Uh, so sign up for that newsletter. Uh, and then last but not least, if you would like to support this podcast, uh, you can do one of two things. You can either go purchase a Jabadoo original teacher tee. Uh, those links are there on the homepage or uh, if you have heard a book in a previous episode that you think that you might like, please use the affiliate link that is on those uh, show notes pages because that will also provide uh, a kickback for us for referring you to that purchase. So uh, either of those ways would be great. And like I said, uh, if you want to hear more of just me on the microphone, uh, I would love to hear from you. So send me an email, john at jabadoo.com. That is just J-O-N at jabadoo.com. I would love to hear from you and I definitely respond to everyone who emails me directly. So um, that would be great to hear from you. And I think that's it. So please decompress, de-stress, rejuvenate yourself, restore yourself because we need all of you out there in your A-game uh, and our future definitely does depend on it. So until next time, go teach. Thank you so much for listening to the Jabadoo Education Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more evidence-based strategies for improving your educational career, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can get the next episode as soon as it is released. If you think this information was beneficial and you think more teachers should hear it, the greatest compliment you can give us is to share this episode with a colleague, either through a text message, email, or social media. And last but not least, if you think more teachers need to hear more of what we are talking about, please go leave us a five-star rating and review on your platform of choice, and that will simply let the algorithm know that you are finding value in this content, and it will help boost our show to the top of the list when people search for education shows. Thank you, I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next episode of the Jabadoo Education Podcast.